Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Sinusoid Pro Audio Couture. This week we are talking about slivers. Slivers! Not I got, the kind that you get stuck in your hand. I call those splinters, Steve. Well, when they're metal, they're slivers. Oh, okay. But I guess you can still call them splinters. Sounds like a good name for a metal band. Sliver. I think it was a name for like a new metal band. I wouldn't be surprised. Anyways, I got three slivers in my hands right here. Uh, and they're super cool. Uh, I did a new order of, of sinusoid cables for myself. Steve did too. We'll talk about those in a bit. But uh, I put some slivers on my board, and I just can't believe how small the jacks are. Like, I have never owned any jack that is this small in my life. I'm almost <laughs> afraid that like the cable's just going to get completely sucked into the pedal, like a like a like a piece of spaghetti getting sucked into a dog's mouth in Lady in the Tramp. Oh, jeez! It's going to go. Oh, my cable's gone. It got sucked into the pedal. Like that's how small they are. And not only are they small. Uh, they're soldered. Yeah. This is the smallest soldered cable head that I know of. As far as I'm aware, smallest cable head that soldered on the planet. Yeah. It's incredible. They just feel so strong and so beefy. Uh, having them here in my hands, like it makes all the difference. Like the impression you get from these things, holding them is just pretty incredible. Really fantastic product. What do you think, Steve? I think they're like super great. Um, I'm. So, did you get all black? I did. Should have got some colors. I know. I know. Uh, you you went crazy. You got like that rainbow TechFlex yeah, over uh, there, and you got a pack of I got uh, two packs of of Starterless, but we'll, yeah, we'll talk that about are like that. orange. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay. Um, but that's because the slivers come in. Well, orange, I'm very excited about my new sinusoid cables. Orange, Steve. green, red, yellow, blue. Or black, which you got black. I got the black. So, yeah, we're, we got a little more sinusoid content coming up later, so we'll save it for the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, our other sponsor uh, this episode is Flower Petals. Yeah, Flower Petals. I did a really fun demo for their uh, their pedal, the Dandelion Tremolo, yeah. a few weeks back. Go check it out on our YouTube channel. It's a standard and harmonic tremolo. It's got a lot of fun extra settings. It's got a uh, the, the tap button on it. First of all, it has a tap control, but if you hold down the tap button, it breaks the speed of the uh, the trem effect. And by breaking, I mean it like slows it down oh, that's until cool. it gets all the way stopped, basically. Wow. And you have to be careful. Uh, you can you can take your foot off and put it back on to kind of like control the speed yeah. um, and make it go back and forth a little bit. But you have to be careful because if you get stuck in the off position when it's braked all the way. Uh-huh. Like the 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 distance between the waves is like three seconds, <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be stuck in silence for a while. But just like putting it on the fastest setting and ramping back and forth with that foot switch right. is so much fun. I've been having a blast with that pedal. Uh, really nice, strong output from it. It's got a boost uh, knob on it, and. I fully endorse turning the depth all the way down and using this thing as like a preamp booster. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> really cool pedal. Uh, new company. They, uh, they're they running everything off of a GoFundMe right now. So it's go an so- Indiegogo, right? An Indiegogo. Jeez. An Indiegogo. I'm having a lot of trouble talking. I blame the beer. Uh, go support them on an Indiegogo. Uh, order the, the uh, Dandelion Harmonic Tremolo. Order uh, their pedal that's like a single enclosure, like a... Uh, it's a it's a high octave pedal. It gives yeah. you the sounds of like a high octave fuzz without the fuzz. So you can combine it with any fuzz you want. Do you remember the name of that pedal? I do not. Ah, oh, dang it. This is bad sponsorship. 
You're doing a bad job. They also have a geranium, germanium fuzz. That's right. <laughs> That's a fun one. All right. Poppy Clean Boost and Lupine Analog Octave Up. There we go. <laughs> we did it. Uh, this is our second episode of the night, so we're getting a little sloppy and loose. But yeah, totally go check out the demo. Go check out the, uh, the, the crowdfunding site. We'll have a link in the episode description. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you're listening to Seek Cycle Hub, the guitar buying, selling, trading, buying, things and creating, reviewing, playing podcast. Yeah, we're doing it again. What is this? Episode 218? 218. Man, they're going by fast, Steve. Yeah, 218's a, a five part episode. We are gonna do Ad Week. We haven't done an Ad Week in so long. We got a ton of really killer ads uh, this week. And we're like, we want to do all of these. We don't have any good topics. Let's do it. So this first episode here on Monday, we're going to do two ads, and then we're going to have one new ad every day, Tuesday through Friday. So I hope you enjoy it. It's been a while since we did one of these. If you're a new listener, you might not even know what's about to hit you. It's yeah. going to get good. We're going to talk about some new stuff first? Yeah, let's talk about some new stuff. What's, yeah. what's new with you, Steve? Uh, so Ryan kind of like hit on it a little bit in the sponsor spot, but... Uh, we both ordered a bunch of sinusoid. Um, mine, I got a rainbow tech flex, a 50 foot cable or 50, a 50 foot of rainbow, a 15 foot, uh, instrument cable right angle on one end. Uh, these are, I think G and H, um, they're G and H plugs. So they're shorter. I think, I'm not sure if these are actually the stubbies. Um, the stubbies are really short. Oh, then maybe they're not. That's not the stubby. Uh, but I really like that length. Of plug. Yeah. Um, That's what I have on my uh, my longer sinusoid cables. I really like them. And then uh, I got two packs of the GNH solderless kits. Nice. So I don't know if I'll have it done by this time because it's, it's going to depend on um, really just finding some quiet time to work. But oh, I'm going to try to put together a uh, just a little do, just do them in build. Your, just do them in your car while you're sitting at red lights. All right. <laughs> it's the only quiet time I get. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to try to do a little build set. Uh, but I got the solderless kit. Uh, I got one in orange and the other one in white. And uh, they have, I think, uh, like we talked about with the, with the slivers, like I think they have the, uh, the same co- color options. And then like one or two more. Like there's a bunch yeah, of colors. Yeah. Um, Pretty so, cool looking. I it, The last time I was messing around with um, solderless kits, it was on someone else's board and I was looking at them. And they had like the solid core. And I didn't like the feel of right. that at all. I, I pulled out the wire from the pack you have here. And I'm like, yeah, I could use this on a board. I could go for this. So I might have to get a pack of that too at some point and wire up the rest of my board with it. I just, I'm kind of focused on like replacing a lot of the older and cheaper cables that I have on my board. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of doing it at stages. Um, I did an order with Sinusoid where I got three cables that were problem solvers for my board because in one spot on my board, I was running an old Radio Shack cable. I'll be honest. Oh, gross. Yeah. It was black, so it kind of just disappeared, but it was that, you know, molded plastic yeah. black cable in. It wasn't failed on me, but it's like, now that I know more about cables, I know about capitans and stuff like that. Did I say that right? Felt wrong. No. Capacitance. Capa- uh, oh, geez. You got me saying it right. You say it the right way. Capacitance. Capacitance. I'm like, I have no idea what kind of signal that Radio Shack cable is even passing. I have a bunch of cheap Hosa uh, pancake plugs, uh, which haven't ever failed me. But like I said, I don't know 
what kind of signal degradation right. you're getting from them. Sinusoid has all the stats for all their cables up online. You know exactly what you're getting into. Um, so yeah, I got I got a cable to replace that Radio Shack cable. It was like a one footer, and then I had a homemade cable that I used like scrap cable from who knows what to make this like a two and a half footer to go from one side of my board to the other underneath. Uh And then I needed a cable to go from my volume pedal up to the back row of my pedal board and be able to wrap around that back top pedal to get into a top jack, which I didn't have a cable that could do that. So I couldn't put a top jack cable there. I couldn't put a top jack pedal there. And now I can. And I can like spin it around and you know plug it into a side jack cable as well. Right. So those were three like problem solving things that I got from Sinusoid, and those were all custom. Like the custom builder on there, super easy to use, like, super easy. Yeah. It was a great experience. I also ordered a new XLR cable, which I'm using right now with my microphone that I'm talking into, and I got it. To Is that m- why your voice sounds so good? It sounds so good, Steve, because of that cable. But I got it to match the uh, the the spiral tech flex that I have on my two uh, main uh, sinusoid guitar cables. I just love this black and white striped tech yeah. flex. It's so cool looking, and to have like a matched set, like the an, an XLR and my guitar cables, I feel like it's my signature look. I got my own signature cable now. It's pretty cool. And then what else did I get? Oh, I got these three slivers that I'm holding here in my hand. I'm going to be using these in demo videos so that I have a consistent look yeah. uh, when I plug multiple pedals in in a demo. Very so, cool. yeah, I'm stoked. It's it's fun to get a big box of cables in and have, like, new things to connect your things with. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for a thing to connect your other things, Maybe you should consider Sinusoid Cables. This has been a really long sponsorship, but it's not really this a sponsorship. This isn't even a sponsorship. It's this us, is a what's new. It's us talking about something that we're actually excited about, like cool product that we got. <laughs> yeah. I have um, I have another new thing to talk about. Oh, what's your other new thing to talk about? You left that Stratocaster here yeah. three weeks ago before yep. you went on vacation with the promise that I was going to film a video of it and talk about it. And I right. never got around oh. to it, but I did get some time to play with it. And so now I have, uh, experienced opinions on scalped fretboards because right. it has a scalped fretboard. Uh, I thought it was really interesting and fun to play with. Uh huh. And it kind of dispelled a bunch of myths that I didn't know were myths, but I always see people say about scalped fretboards, right? Like on the internet. People are always like, and this thing scalloped nut to bridge, like yeah, every, all the way across. Every fret, every fret is scalloped. People are always like, oh man, the bends you can do with a scalloped fretboard. Yeah. It doesn't help with bends at all. That's not what it's for. Like you, it's much easier to bend in a conventional way, just pulling the string down right. or pushing it up. Like you really got to be like gripping that string hard to get extra bend out of it. Right. Uh, the thing that I thought was interesting about it. Uh huh. And I totally understand now why you'll see fretboards that are like half scalloped, like starting at the 12th fret. Right. And the, the higher frets only. It makes it so that your finger doesn't touch fretboard at all. Yeah. And so it's just your finger on string on, on fret There's no point of impact other than your finger impacting the fret with the string. And that makes it feel like you can play pretty dang fast. Like, Mm -hmm. I get it now. I get what it's all about. Um, I don't think it's necessary to have it, like, above, like, the ninth fret. Right. 
it just feels like it kind of slows you down on the edge of the fretboard if you're bringing your hand up and down the uh-huh. edges of it. But it's not awful. Like, I feel like I, I could play that guitar and make it part of my rig and be like, oh, yeah, that's just my guitar with a scalped fretboard. I right. play it the same as all of my other guitars. It just feels a little different. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really interesting. I had a, fu- a lot of fun playing with it, and I'm glad you left it here during vacation. Now you have my blessing to take it wherever you want and sell it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you think you'll play it at all before you sell it? I don't know. Part of me wants to try to, like, uh, play it at church, and then part of me is just, like, just get it, rid of it. It's so different that, like, I realize, like, it, at the at the end of the day, it's just a guitar. But I just don't even know if I, like, I think it might be one of those things where I, I put it up on on Craigslist and whatever. And then just, if it sells fast, it sells fast. And if it doesn't, then maybe. Oh, and here's I'll a question. Start I start doing you. some stuff with it. Are you aware of anything wrong about it? As in like non-functional? I am not. Why is it non-functional? Okay. There's something about it that's non-functional and I'll give you three guesses. Uh, it's the pickups. What's your second guess? Uh, the pickups. <laughs> I don't know. I, if it's not the pickups, I don't know what else it would be. The volume knob doesn't work. Oh, weird. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there, but no volume control on it. Oh. The t- both tone controls work in the proper so settings. So is it just max volume? Yeah. So or, it's max volume or the whole presumably time. max volume? Presumably. It, I felt like there was good output from it, but I'm assuming a wire fell off of the, the pot and right. it's just stuck well, at max. I don't know what the state of the strings on it are. So if I take, if I decide to change the strings out, which I usually do uh, before I sell a guitar. Sure. Then, uh, I think it has the it slotted tuners on it, which means you could Excuse pop, me. you could pop the strings out and then back in. Oh yeah. Possibly. With, yeah, yeah. Cause it does have the vintage uh, style fender tuner. Yeah. Just pop the strings off and check it out. See if a, if a wire fell off. Yeah. This should be a pretty easy fix. Yeah. All right. Should we get into these ads? Uh, yes, sir. Oh, man. Which one do you want to do first? Let's do this uh, Epiphone 12 string, one of a kind electric Epiphone 12 string. It's in South Bend, Indiana. This was sent by John England. Uh, it says, up for sale is a custom-made Epiphone 12 string electric guitar. The neck is from a 1970s Texan. The body is an Epiphone hard body. The mahogany accents create a distinctive look with their mother of pearl inlays. This guitar is in good use condition and still plays well. May need a little adjustment after unpacking and will need new strings. Definitely an eye catcher. Don't miss out on this one. Hard case include to protect this one of a kind guitar. Don't miss out. Oh, man. Excuse me. I mean, it's one of a kind. Yeah. You'll never have this opportunity again. (laughs) It's a 12 string Epiphone. (laughs) This thing is a trip to look at. Uh, first of all, I'm looking at it a little closer. This is a 10 string Epiphone. This guy's full of crap. <laughs> well, it's, it's missing two. Uh, whatever neck was used, I'm not familiar with the brand Texan from the no, 70s. No, it's an Epiphone. Like, I think the Texan was an acu- Epiphone acoustic guitar. Oh, Texan is an Epiphone model of acoustic yes. guitar. What the hell? Okay, uh, so the the way the neck is set into the body is actually floating over the neck humbucker like halfway, which I don't understand at all how that works. Well, have you ever? You've I'm sure you've seen necks. Maybe you just didn't realize it. Where, um, especially if this is off an acoustic guitar, right? Where um, on an acoustic guitar, like your neck is going to end. 
Uh, and then like keep the going. backside of the neck is going to end like at the 12. I mean, I've seen fret. electric nets, necks that have a little bit of, of shelf that floats over the body. Right. I've never seen one that floats over half of the pickup. Like, this is insane. Right. Well, okay. So, so basically what I'm saying is if you look at this as like a bolt on guitar, um, if you think of it that way, then the neck is, um, the neck is probably bolted on right around the 15th or 17th fret. I wonder if this thing intonates. That would be my question because um, the bridges are still... We haven't the, even gotten to I the know. crazy parts of this the guitar bridges, The bridges are in like the standard position. So is the scale length on this guitar like 23 inches or like 22 inches? I don't know, man. Uh, something I'll say that I like about this guitar, let's say... Con- constructive nice things let's build it up a little bit we don't, i don't want it to feel bad about itself all okay. the time i actually really like the pit garden i i really like that look with this yeah, guitar a little flower and yeah on mahogany it's kind of neat it's kind of classy uh the thing that i don't understand is the acoustic guitar bridge mounted just behind the uh the the the, the, the stop tail yeah i don't really get that either it's just random I don't think there's no strings going into it, right? Not that I can tell. I think it's just an aesthetic thing. But I guess it does complete the aesthetic of this guitar in that it's made to kind of look like uh, a, a 12 string acoustic. But it looks like uh, the, the like the mariachi acoustic. I guess. What are those called? Bajos? Oh, maybe. Bajo sexto? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it's meant to look like. But this is just crazy execution. Yeah. And. Man, I don't know. You got to look at the pictures, guys. It's so bizarre. But then there's part of me that likes parts of what I'm seeing. Right. I think if they had removed the stop tail uh-huh. and moved that uh, acoustic bridge up an inch to cover the holes of the stop tail, right. glued it down real hard, I mean real good, uh-huh. and then done string through through where the the acoustic strings would go into, I would be fully on board for this guitar. That would be interesting. I think that's part of the problem with this is like, because you have the two tail pieces, it's like, wait, that's like one more tail piece that you need. Yeah. (laughs) It's like an an extra toe. It's like, I guess it's cool that you have it, but it's not really useful, I guess, you know? (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Go look at the pictures. All right, let's let's jump into the next ad, huh? Yeah, this next ad is uh, is it on the drive? It should be. I put it in there. Here it is. I found it. It is from Donovan Carter from Emoji Pedal Reviews. Check him out on Instagram. What's it under? It is oh, under Silver it. Sky. The flipping. Yeah. So it has started. We did not. We were probably the only podcast outlet. Oh no! You did talk about. I did the a video Sky on the video. I did a video, and I just said that I don't care about it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a new red PRS John Mayer Silver Sky with hard shell case, thirty-one fifty-seven in Del Mar. Most sought after guitar at the moment. What? The, this one comes with special edition hard case, since it's one of the first two fifty in the U.S. Covers Apple Red, but PRS calls it Horizon. Please let me know if you have any questions. Thanks. Is this actually a flip price? Yeah, they're stock like twenty two, I think. Ah, so this guy's asking thirty one fifty seven. That's a bizarre number to yeah, land on. I don't on. know how they came up with that. Thirty one fifty seven. Maybe that's a, maybe that's like a thousand over what he paid after tax or something like that. Yeah, 
Um, but it's it's really interesting to see this happening right out of the gate with these guitars. A guitar that online you'd think that everyone hates, but I am of the impression that they're going to sell really well. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you like you're definitely seeing people buying them and posting videos like I love this guitar and like there's a, definitely enough John Mayer fans out there and enough PRS fans and enough Stratocaster fans and it's only that a- like that. Venn diagram is very strong. Yeah, so uh, so thirty one fifty seven is weird. They're selling for twenty three hundred new, and you know there's a whole back and forth about whether or not it's worth it. I think some of the justifications were weird because they, you know, in the in the in the copy, they're like, there were two years of R and D put into this guitar. It's like, dude, it's a Strat, right? I mean, um, there, there's com- there's components on there that are brand new, but it wouldn't have taken two years to develop. Yeah, those. And, and I've heard other people say like. Oh, uh, well, you know, actually the 63 pickup, like that general 63 pickup design isn't, isn't for most people. Like it works for John Mayer. Sure. But like a lot of people say that they actually don't like the way Mayer's pickups have sounded on other guitars and on this one. But, um, at the end of the day, like if it plays great, as far as like Strat copies go, like, I don't know, 2300 doesn't the- sound it's surprisingly Insane. reasonable, especially considering it's a PRS and especially considering it's a John Mayer thing. Like don't, usually when he comes out with the guitars and like amps and stuff, aren't they like the most expensive thing you They've could imagine? They've been pretty expensive in the past. The John Mayer strats have been a little, the ones that he did with Fender were kind of uh, here and there. Right. Um, but like, for example, like the, the Sur uh, classic pros are 2,200. They're only, yeah. a, they're only a hundred dollars less. Um, now, and does it have any birds on it? It doesn't. Well, there you go. You get that hundred bucks, you get birds. And the, like the Sir, well, like the, some of those, some of the ones from Sir, like they're fancier finishes, but I just wanted to like get an idea. Like people, people, you know, have complained about the price because, oh, it's way more expensive than Fender, but I don't think it's like necessarily targeting fenders middle of the road like if you start looking at towards fender custom shop you're like you're in similar price range. yeah yeah or like the fender i think the fender elite series is at least touching 2000 what this is is it's a strat for prs fans like yeah prs fans are like oh i don't i'd like a strat but i wish you i don't really want fender i, want, I like prs stuff like this here it is you've got it you know, like everyone wants their favorite pedal builder to make a tube screamer. That's yeah. all. That's all that's going on here. But uh, let's talk about the flipping going on here. Yeah, man. Do you think that they're going to make enough of these things that if you bought this one because you just got to have it and they're sold out or you can't get it, like you're going to feel good about that? Well, if six months down the road, if they're numbered, um, it could be something. You think it's like it's a low serial number thing? Well, so this guy says it comes with a hard shell case, and the hard shell case only comes with the first 250 uh, that were released. So there is um, there is a little bit of a hmm. like rarity factor there. Now, does this guitar necessarily justify like people chasing it because it's rare? I don't know. Maybe not. Probably not. I'm leaning towards probably not, but you know, um, it's something where maybe they're hitting the market slow enough. It's like, <coughs> excuse me. It's like KTRs, right? You know, they always hit the market, but sometimes they don't hit the market like that fast. So people want to jump the queue or like, you know, the King of tone, 
Like you can get in the in the line in two years from now, you'll get yours for like whatever the, the reasonable price is. Right. Or you can jump the queue and buy one for four hundred and fifty dollars off of Reverb. Right. Because you're a crazy person. <laughs> Basically. Um but what I'm asking is do you think it's worth it jumping the queue to get this? Like do you think there's enough excited people out there? To be like, yeah, I'll pay a thousand dollars more. Got, I think you just got to be a big mayor fan. I'm not that person. I don't know any of those people. Sure. I don't associate with those kinds of people. Yeah. If you did find out that someone you knew was one of those people, I would disassociate. Mm-hmm. I, we would have a amicable mm-hmm. separation. I've seen it before. I'll see it again. Steve stops talking to people if they're mayor fans. Actually, I don't. Do you actually care? I don't. Yeah, neither. What's actually funny is I <laughs> I do know people who just randomly stop talking to other people, and then like two, two like years later they're like, I haven't talked to that person in a long time, and the thing is is like everyone else is like, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know what that has to do with this guitar. It but was just about disassociating from people. Okay, okay. Steve wants to talk about his disassociations with people. All right. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess this was Monday. Monday yeah. in the books. Yeah. Uh, big thanks to our sponsors, Sinusoid Cables. Go check them out. And uh, Flower Petals. We're going to give them a little bit of extra content this week. Yeah. Get a little bit of extra bonus sponsorship. No one's going to argue about that, right? No. All right. See you guys tomorrow. All right. Bye.